it is actually a remarkably convoluted movie, so it makes sense to not entirely know yeah, what it's about. Yeah, I don't about. understand anything that's happening in it. Uh-huh. I just know it's the dude and white Russians and bowling and nothing else. I mean, it's a elaborate kidnapping plot. Uh, a, I feel like every movie was a kidnapping movie because raising German Arizona and, um, and well, talking about nihilists. Let's just get him into the episode. Okay. Hey everyone, welcome to Toss Salads and Scrambled Eggs. Hi everyone. Welcome to Toss Salads and Scrambled Eggs. I've heard your podcast. Oh, okay. You did the thing. So you, no, you I keep... thought I was interrupting you to be rude. Yeah. So now I have to keep going. Oh, okay. It's me, your host, your favorite person, <laughs> Diana, with the other host that's really also great, A+, plus, uh, on eBay. You're, you're introducing everyone, everyone's favorite second host. And also first host, co-host, there we go. Drum roll, please. It's... Hi, I'm, hi, I'm Dave. <laughs> well, it's getting written out of the episode. Um, so here we are in episode 718, Hot Pursuit. Mm-hmm. Hot Pursuit for that co-host. <laughs> this is, so based on the title, this is not the episode that I thought it was. What did you think of the was? There's an upcoming episode at some point. One with a car chase. Isn't there? Is there? We don't see a car chase, but I'm pretty sure there's like some kind of thing like that that happens in the future that I'm aware of, but I'm not sure when it happens. Okay, with Niles and Daphne? I'm not sure who's involved. I, I mean, I know one character that's involved, but we don't actually ever see her. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that kind of thing happens. Anyway, but... So I thought that's what was happening in this episode. It's very much not that. Well, there is a helicopter in this opening scene. <laughs> that's true. That's true. There is. I don't know. It's why is the helicopter going off like on top of the lowest building? Must be the hospital. It could be the hospital. It could be. Or it could be KACL. It might be Chopper have ever, Dave. Have you ever thought? Oh, yeah. I, I did actually write Chopper Dave above helicopter. <laughs> Do you ever think of like a regular helicopter, but you take off the regular blades and just think of like human arms going around it like as the blades? <laughs> I have never I thought. feel like it wouldn't lift off the air. I don't think you could spin a yeah, person. I, I know I've seen a lot of Pippi Longstocking, and I'm pretty <laughs> sure she flies like that somehow. She well, becomes... doesn't, yeah, but doesn't she have something in her hands that oh, work yeah, yeah, yeah. as? Yeah, I she think just she does. spins very quickly. She, she spins has... quickly and she holds something. Yeah, okay, you still got to have that. Wait, you got to get that Bernoulli effect. I don't Bernoulli, think you... that's my favorite kind of pasta sauce. <laughs> you still haven't said how long the episode is. It's t- t- how long this ep- this podcast episode is oh, going to be going, going to be long for like three hours it's fair like, warning this, this is g- the least the fifth hour of this we haven't even gotten in okay 21 minutes and 58 seconds all right he's a writer there co-host. charlie hawk who, oh who has only written one other episode and will only have written one other episode okay. which is azar is born the one where they like the the antiques roadshow episode oh that was a good ep, ep. yeah but he only writes two episodes of Frasier, this one and that one. Interesting. Yeah. So here we are. We're in Frasier's apartment. Sure. Niles and Daphne. I feel like Daphne now has a very interesting 
kind of voice that happens when Niles is around now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah don't you think? I didn't really think it stood out, but like I, I believe you maybe I just didn't notice it. He has a video which looks like it's from Blockbuster. Probably. Probably. Then uh, we find out he's there to give Martin this video, but he's out with Donnie in a tractor pull, which I don't think happens in Seattle. <laughs> I actually wouldn't be surprised if you could go to a place from Seattle where you could see a tractor pull. Okay, that's fair. Like, probably because, not very far, honestly. I mean, there are probably, like, tractor pulls that happen in California because there's a lot of mm-hmm. farming that happens there. Yeah. But I don't even think you have to go that far. I know there's got to be ones in Texas. I never heard of them, but I'm sure they are. I definitely was by a place in Ohio where there was an advertised tractor pull happening. I saw ads for tractor pulls when living in Maine. What? Oh, yeah. I absolutely did. Here's the thing. So Daphne describes a tractor pull as just a very large weight, and people see how far they can pull it behind a tractor. Mm The image of a tractor pull i have in my head that we that i remember from these commercials is two tractors tied to each other in a tug of war they're trying to pull each other in opposite directions okay you know those like farming simulator games that Uh is what happens in those (laughs) is it i don't know but it seems like it could be but no because like we uh, there's ads for like you know truckzilla and then they do a tractor pull. Oh, a tractor pull out of Truckzilla makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, but, you're already there. You're already there to see cars doing well, stuff. Yeah, but also, so we have been to a place in this area. We went past a place where they were doing like a rodeo thing. And if you go to a place where they're doing, I remember once randomly driving pl- past a place and there was a rodeo happening. And it's pretty close to here. And we live in a very urban area in the well, it was East an Coast. urban cowboy Yes, but I'm saying like, so I don't think it would be that hard to find a place just a little Who's bit outside Seattle. Who is the audience that the is going? The same people that are going to a rodeo just outside Boston. I know. Who is the audience? I don't know, but there is one. There were a lot of people at that thing. Okay. Well, I don't know. I've never been. I've never well, been to a rodeo. Well, yes, neither one of us have ever I been mean, to a rodeo it, I, or a when, tractor pull. When you watch Pee-wee's Big Adventure that many times, you don't really need to go to a rodeo because you've seen it already too many times. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be ruined. Basically, yeah, you already know. Spoil it. It's spoiled for you. So, yeah, Niles and Daphne are there. We find out Martin and Donnie at the tractor pull. Mm-hmm. Fraser comes home. He's got this beard that everyone's making a big deal of, yeah. but it's the same exact shadow that he had in that one time when he had to take over the radio station yeah. by himself for Thanksgiving. Yeah, this is basically just Fraser didn't shave today, but everybody's talking about like he's have this. Crazy I mean, maybe beard. it's like two days of like yeah. not shaving. Yeah, but yeah, this is not. This is this is not a one. I don't think this look he can carry that like party of five Matthew Fox. <laughs> right, it doesn't yeah, yeah. work on yeah. on him. Mm-hmm. I think he would look good, and we've seen Kelsey Grammer with a beard. Yeah, w- with a fuller beard. Yeah, with like Shakespearean King beard, where it's like it's really grown in like of quite a bit, but you got you got that like thick. Like, yeah, I mean, uh, you can, thicket. and, and, and you got, a thicket. You got yourself a thicket of, of facial hair. I personally think if you, like, we all know, mm-hmm. I feel like I've talked about it on the podcast, where, like, a very, like, manicured, like, mm-hmm. you you trim it. You like uh, the, the Games Master from uh, Hunger Games. That, like, very close cropped, but also in, like, curlicues and, like, no! points and other, no! like, crazy. No, no, okay, no. 
Well, you said it carefully manicured. That is very carefully Well, manicured. okay, sure. I just meant like it's trimmed and close mm-hmm. as opposed to like long and scraggly like yeah. ZZ top. <laughs> I'm not saying that's a look. Mm-hmm. That is surely a look. Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny now if you think about it. They've got a song about being a sharp dressed man, but like they're basically like wearing a giant sweater of hair. Okay, so I think we figured out the real Sasquatch. (laughs) And the only guy in the band that doesn't have a beard, his last name is Beard. Anyway, moving on. So, So, yeah, they're all talking about the beard, and, like, he was just in Boston seeing Freddy, Mm -hmm. which is nice because he actually saw his son for once. Yeah. His son who calls this beard a hickey hider. Okay, I wrote this down. Okay, I wrote it down. Where are you getting hickeys? Yeah. Right. Well, you one, do, yeah, okay, you don't you get don't hickeys, get hickeys on, your on your cheek because yeah. that you're doing it wrong. Yeah. I'm not okay, I'm not gonna king shame. I'm not a big old neck beard. Like he's got it on his face. Yeah, because where okay, where if you're getting hickeys, you're they're either gonna be on your neck or they're gonna be in a place where no one else can see, right? Yeah. Like somewhere on your torso. Yeah. Nobody gets a hickey on their cheek. Elbow. You can't hide it on your elbow. <laughs> Yeah, but then you just act like you just banged your arm on something. Oh, That's true, easy true, enough. true. Like, you know, uh, it's as opposed to like that. I I don't remember what movie it is, but there's some movie where you know Hugh Jackman's like, oh, I bit myself shaving. You know, like you because he has it on his neck, and someone asks what it is, and he's like, he I bit myself. I bit myself shaving. It's a joke. I, obviously, he just got a oh, hickey. Oh well, like, But you know, like That's... you can, you can't play it off. It's just like, oh, you gotta. You clearly no, have you it. don't. You brag about it. But when you've got it on your elbow, you're just like, ah, I banged it on a thing. If I bit myself shaving. I, I bit myself shaving my elbow. <laughs> yeah, Hickey Hider makes... One, Hickey Hider makes no it's sense. It's really weird Two, from your son. Yeah, especially because Freddie, I feel like... Actually, you know what? It occurs to me. Freddie's at almost the perfect age to have the term Hickey Hider in your head, but not actually understand where a hickey belongs. So not get why it doesn't make any sense for the beard that Frazier has. So maybe I could, you know, maybe it does make sense for him to say that. I don't, I can't imagine. I don't know why everyone's saying all this stuff. I've never heard anyone say any of this about a beard ever in my life. Yeah. I, I work with a guy who shaves once a week on monday morning and by friday has a thicker fuller beard than what fraser has now and nobody cares nobody says anything and but everybody's talking about fraser's beard well it is very strange for fraser so mm-hmm. donnie and martin come home mm-hmm. donnie's got that john deere cap that he wants to like gift Daphne. Yeah. But I love Niles's reaction like, "Oh, how sweet." And he's just like, "Well, I mean, I just doing this for the reaction. Yeah. I actually bought her a bracelet." <laughs> yeah. But also from the tractor pull? <laughs> I did wonder about that. It's I'm got like a tractor no. charm on it. <laughs> it could be. It could be. Though actually that's the thing. You assume Niles is going to say how sweet, but he never actually manages to say that. He's just like, "Oh, how could you?" Mm-hmm. Like, which I think is uh, great uh, from Niles. But also, we s- skipped over the bit where we find out that Lilith has a new boyfriend. Oh, yes. The 28-year-old, like, uh, contortionist with Cirque du Soleil. Uh, mm-hmm. and, um, that is, like, permanently in town here, I feel like. <laughs> it's not quite as permanent as Blue Man Group, which I feel it like... is permanent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forever. There's just so many Blue Men just mm-hmm. wandering around. Yeah. Well, It is really fun. We've gone. Yeah. Yeah, it is enjoyable. Dave was one of the blue men for for a year. Mm-hmm. That definitely happened. Um, so, but the reason I bring up the Lilith 
dating this guy is because Frazier is feeling kind of down because it's been so long since the circus came to town, as he puts it. Mm -hmm. Three weeks ago, we did an episode where he was dating that woman from the opera, Emily Browning. Mm -hmm. So it hasn't been that long. We don't know how long ago that's actually been. It's got to be close to this time. It's like 17 months. It's not 17 months. It's been... Freddie's like 40 years old at this point. (laughs) That's the thing. It can't have been a crazy long time. And it seemed like that had some potential, which makes it seem like probably there was at least a second date in there that we never saw. Mm. He's making a big deal about like a really long period of time. But the thing is, I feel like when you're actually single, like you have... Like, a, a, a few weeks is not a super long time to not end up on a date with anybody. Well, yeah, but he hasn't steadily been seeing everyone, anyone. And, like, as we were talking about outside of the podcast... Yeah, that's true. Regan just disappeared? Yeah. She lives across the hall, but she just completely obviously, disappeared from the Yeah, she was totally, like, written up to be yeah. the was love interest. It was, a, it was definitely set up that way. But just gone. Yeah. Just, everyone's gone. <sighs> yeah. Yep. But no, who's not gone? Roz, who shows up with Fraser's whole like schedule and itinerary and all this stuff for this broadcast conference that's happening starting tonight. Yep. But Fraser, Fraser forgot about. Like, how do you not? Like, I feel like Roz had to know he was going to Boston because like they plan out. You know, had to plan. Sometimes you get confused. But like, how does she not like? Okay, and then you're getting back, and we're gonna go to go to the. Conference. I don't know, Dave. How can you not know certain things sometimes like that? I don't forget things like that. You give me this look. I don't forget. You forgot like- soup. I for- you keep saying that one time. I forgot well, about mostly, soup. Okay, mostly I just think it's funny to keep bringing up that you forgot soup. I forgot to buy soup one time. Whatever. It's not just one time. One time. It's so, always forgetting soup. So. Yeah, this is a broadcast conference, and it's happening tonight, and Frazier just got home, so he doesn't want to, like, drive up, you know, up to this conference, wherever well, it is. Well, he don't does where- now, because mm. Roz reminded him of the, like, opening um, like reception, reception yeah. of, like, and how everyone was just getting down, mm-hmm. getting down and dirty yeah. with the broadcasting. <laughs> just super innocent. I gotta say, I've been to a few work conferences. Either nothing like this is happening at those conferences, or I am completely socially oblivious and not seeing what's happening. I just feel like, I mean, maybe this kind of stuff is happening and in some part of it, but like, I don't know. I feel like this kind of stuff doesn't, does this stuff really happen at work conferences? Yeah, or with this... the single people. You got, this is a single and ready to mingle. Yeah, but I feel like you would, if, if it's actually this prevalent, you're still going to see it happening around you. And I feel like I don't you see... You don't get invited to these mixers. <laughs> I go to all of the reception things. Mm-hmm. And... They just avoid you. It could be. Maybe. Maybe that's true. Who knows? You're just... Um, you're not blonde. Oh, yeah. Which is relevant. That's true. Though that's true. I did go out with you because I thought you were blonde. Well, so for most of my life, I considered myself blonde. My hair got steadily darker throughout my life to a point that... Yeah, I, now you look like a Dracula. I just reached a point in my life where suddenly I was like, oh, I guess I'm not actually blonde now. I can't keep saying that. I'm definitely... I think your hair is darker now than when we met. Oh, yeah. It has gotten steadily darker. I mean, I'd still say it's like light brown. Mm-hmm. Um, but Which yeah. Which we bring up because... Fraser's talking about how he wants to hook up with Rush Rita, who 
Roz was saying, oh, she's she's a blonde and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Okay, there was definitely a time in the 90s where there was a blonde. People were obsessed with blonde. Like, people mm-hmm. talking about that. Yeah. And I feel like talk, people talked about that a lot more. I don't hear the hair color thing as much as yeah. m- anymore. Yeah, I definitely... Th- Though, I mean, again, one thing that we always run into whenever we say that is we're not exposed as much to actual mainstream media as we used to be. Because we don't watch, like... What do they say about people with purple, red, and blue hair? (laughs) I mean, they're above everybody. It's true. (laughs) So, yeah. It's just their egos are just so high. (laughs) Mm -hmm. No, I agree. Like, definitely at this time, like, around, like... I just remember growing up with that people, like, blondes. Yeah, yeah. Blonde women were were the fun ones. Right, right. But also, like, then there were all those awful jokes about blonde people, too. And it's like, ugh, gross. Yeah, I I just feel like I don't really see that Mm -hmm. as much as I used to. Yeah. Also, okay, one thing that happens in this moment is Roz makes a big deal about the fact that, you know, uh, because, you know, Rush Hour Rita had, like, bumper-to-bumper traffic outside her room. That... Are sounds people... like the sort of thing people would say about Roz. Like, it feels weird to hear Roz say that. Because she's jealous. I, yeah, I guess. But it's just, I don't know. It's weird because but she seems But also just very... because men were waiting outside of her room. We don't know if she was letting those men in. They could have been really creepy. <laughs> true, true. She could have been in there by herself just, like, doing a manicure. We don't know. <laughs> That's true. I just, I feel like this doesn't feel like Roz because she wouldn't have a problem with like a woman I, being like... I feel like at this time I feel like there's been more of a movement between women to sort of uplift each other without uh-huh. being a competition as we've talked about. Yeah, we were just talking about this. And now but I feel like at this time there was still very much a you're in competition with other women. Right. So I feel like it's a little of that. And yeah, that's fair. That's anyways, fair. Fraser says this really gross thing about, because he's getting ready to pack, you know, where he oh, talks oh, about yeah. his daddy clothes. And yeah. then he's got to pack his come to daddy clothes, which is, okay, so we're living in this world. <laughs> I know, I knew you were going to bring this up. Like, but how did you know like, that I was going to bring it up? Because as soon as he said this, as soon as he's like, <laughs> these are my daddy clothes, I was like, okay, so you're packed already. <laughs> like, for what you want from this thing but it's funny because people definitely said like come to daddy is like a different kind of sexy yeah. kind of thing but now we like live in this world where like people have started using this sort of like bdsm mm-hmm. language yeah outside of that context yeah with just you know like calling their boyfriend daddy calling their you know whatever daddy in mm-hmm. a very like and I'm like, even if you're submissive, there's so much more to that connotation. Yeah. But it's like taken on its own meaning outside of that community, which mm-hmm. is really weird. Because like people even just use that to describe like people on TV. Like, oh, he's such a daddy. Like he's a yeah. responsible man that's taking care of some woman right. in some context. Right. Uh, you know, like usually like a romantic thing, but it not it doesn't have to be because right. even like a daddy relationship, that's not always it either. Mm-hmm. And I just think this is interesting to hear it in this context yeah. because come on, Fraser is definitely daddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, because so, it's Martin saying like because he wants Fraser wants to go pack, and Martin's like, "Aren't you already packed?" I don't know about you, but whenever I get back from a trip. All of the clothes in that bag are dirty. Oh, yeah. I, like, I'm you might gonna... have, like, a couple items of clothes that are clean, but well, right. you're not. Well, that's because if you go, 
on like a four day trip. Mm-hmm. You have to pack like nine pairs of underwear. <laughs> right. Because you never know. Uh, <laughs> like on a normal day, I only need one pair of underwear. But on a trip, I might need three or four a day when I'm packing. Like when I'm packing, I think maybe. You never know. There might be a day when I need three pairs of underwear. So I'll definitely pack a bunch of extra. (laughs) Diana started drinking some water at the beginning of that, and I just kept going while she sat there trying not to drown on a mouthful of water. But still, regardless, like, there's no situation where I come home, even if I have extra clothes, there's no situation where I come home from a trip. If somebody said to me, you have to leave right now on a trip, I mean, we're like, like what I'm ready. I think I would be, you just need to grab, like, new clothes, right? Like, yeah. you already have your toiletries packed sure, yeah, and yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. I actually just have a bag of toiletries already packed mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Because I just happen to have, like, an extra, like, toothbrush that i can put in there and like extra toothpaste and like soap and it's just already done right so if i had to go somewhere dave's like hey impromptu trip it's basically done i (laughs) just need to grab right clothes and um but also the other thing is like regardless of the like kind of gross reason that fraser gives you're gonna wear different clothes to go and visit your son than you wear to go to a broadcast conference. Yeah, well, when you would wear dressier clothes, yeah. I'm guessing, because it's like a business. Yeah, though so admittedly it's Frasier, so he kind of dresses nice all the time true, anyway. True, true. Oh, okay, we need to talk about Donnie's weird case. Yeah, but before we do, one okay. quick thing, because that's going to be a lot. Daphne is wearing, Daphne comes out wearing the hat. Oh, yeah. And never takes it off. Which I kind of love. Like, the entire scene, she's got this John Deere hat that Donnie bought as a joke. Yeah, I like it. I like that she's just wearing it the whole time. So, yeah, Donnie's talking about this case, which I don't remember the guy's name. Like, Stephen something? Stanley Redmond. Sure, that's what I... Oh, yeah, of course it's Stan. I was thinking Stan. Because mm-hmm. we, wa- we watched an episode of Will and Grace. But also, Stan was the guy from the previous episode, uh, Claire's husband. Oh, uh, Stan right. Wojdubikowski. Wow, so many Stanleys. A lot of Stanleys, yeah. Okay, so we find out he's like dumpster royalty and he's cheating on his wife. And I yeah. love like what Niles says about like how he you would expect that from the a mattress king, but not from your you know you expect so much more from your dumpster royalty. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I and do like that a I lot. I love that. Yeah. I it makes it all also makes me just wonder if he hangs out with the uh, the the sausage king. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Absolutely. Though I've forgotten his name. I don't even need to know the name. We all know who you're talking about. The only reason why this is actually important is because Donnie needs some kind of proof. Yeah. So he can, the wife will use Donnie as like the, his, the lawyer. Well, it's, it, no, I think she's using him as the lawyer. It's that to win the case, the best oh, way to okay. win the so, case. So he's asking Martin, can you do the stakeout? Right. And like. Catch him with the girlfriend, basically. Yeah. I love that he's going to pay him $40 an hour. And Martin goes, $40 an hour? And he goes, okay, 50 Yeah. And then he's like, if you get a picture, you know, you get a bonus of $500. Yeah. 
And and then he's like, $500? And then he's like, okay, fine, $700. Yeah. You're killing me here. Yeah. And I love that his reactions are just like, whoa, that's a lot of money. And then he just keeps raising yeah. it. And I yeah. love it. Which makes you wonder, how has Donnie ever won a case? He's a terrible negotiator. You would think as a divorce, like, as like a divorce he lawyer. He likes Martin, so I that's know. why. Well, okay, if he's just doing it because he likes Martin, okay. Because it, it feels like he's, like, getting tricked or, like, misunderstanding this and, like, immediately so, giving in. Yeah, so Niall just doesn't want Martin to do this. Mm-hmm. And so Martin says, okay, I'm not going to do it. Yes. Niall's is happy with this. Because it's a sketchy n- neighborhood. Yeah, which... It's so not. So... Niles leaves, uh, and then we find out Martin's, of course, going to do this. Yeah. By the way, I just want just because I did the research, I want to include it. Okay. Because it's happening in Belltown, which yes. of course I know nothing about Seattle, so it doesn't, right. So like, what did you find out about Belltown? What I found out is that actually it was like a low rent kind of like uh, mm-hmm. area that has since been transformed into like high end like. Art so it got gentrified. It got gentrified. In fact, 2007, CNN Money named Belltown the best place to retire in the Seattle metro area, calling it a walkable neighborhood with everything you need. So just seven years after this, that's when that happened. So not a sketchy neighborhood, I would say, probably at this point. I mean, I think our where we used to live was slowly getting gentrified, and I would still say it was a sketchy neighborhood. Oh, that and has a long be way just, to go before CNN money is going to say that's the best place to retire in the Boston area. Is, there is a retirement home there. Yeah. You don't retire there because that's the best place in the Boston area to retire. No, you don't. You move somewhere else. Yeah. Okay. So now we're at the hotel where the mm-hmm. convention's taking place, like Roz's hotel room. Mm-hmm. She's got, I like her dress. It's very, I like this like kind of peach salmon kind of color i thought it wasn't zipped all the way in the back was it not i don't know if it wasn't it has this divot in the back and i was Mm. like i can't decide if they folded the sides in because they couldn't zip her into this dress Mm. or it's just cut like i thought that was intentional i thought that was just how i couldn't i couldn't tell i didn't like examine Mm -hmm. i just noticed yeah but i also like her dress and so fraser's there to kind of drop in because his room isn't done. And then yeah. we find out he has no room. Yeah. Okay. This seems weird to me. I feel like if you go to a hotel and you think you've got a room ready, it, either they have one for you that they're just, they still have Hotels to prepare. over book rooms all the time, don't sure. they? But when you get there, I feel like either they are going to say that they're still getting your room. Like if your room isn't ready, they're either going to say, you know, we're still getting your room ready or... I'm sorry, you know, we, because of the conference, we were Also, where, where would they know? How would they know to call Roz's room? He probably gave that room number. Oh. Um, but, or they're going to say you don't have a room. They're not going to say we're getting your room ready yeah, when I they don't have weird. one. So he's going to sleep on the couch, which mm-hmm. is kind of putting a damper on yeah. Roz's night night yeah. plans. Because she's planning on bringing somebody back here. But and this isn't college Frazier, anymore. Frazier decided... Frazier brings up a good point, which is, hey, if the night goes well, they won't need the room at all because they'll be in different rooms mm-hmm. entirely. Yeah. Then they're talking about like the, how there's no greater aphrodisiac than confidence. And yeah. then they, they're about to leave the room and then come back in the room because, you know, they had to reapply lipstick yeah. and change their shirt. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I yeah. make them sound like some weird two-headed monster. <laughs> yeah. Well, they go out of the room. Hold, okay. You don't go out together. Like, you look like an established couple then. 
But people I, should know that they're not, I guess. Not necessarily, but like there are definitely ways to do this that don't make you look like an established couple if you're both trying to help each other. Like I think there's definitely ways that they could help each other and make it clear that they're not together. Basically by having conversations together and then splitting off or establishing a conversation with somebody and then breaking off from that like making it clear that like this is the thing that's happening so they might not get approached well, whenever but, we but they go say places they're on a together hunt. whenever we go places together we also split up to have different conversations yes, now i see what's happening <laughs> no but i'm saying they say they're referring to themselves as being on the hunt which implies they're not waiting for people to come to them Mm. And that's why they can go together. If they're trying to wait for somebody to approach them, then yeah, the two of them together seems unapproachable. Mm -hmm. But if they're working together to try and find people to like break off and approach, then this works, I think. Mm -hmm. But after they, you know, touch up the lipstick and the shirt and all that. So that brings us to the next section, which is forget it, Marty. It's Belltown. It's Belltown. Belltown. I don't understand the title of this. Um, It's... The last line, it's an iconic last line from Chinatown, which oh. is like, the, which like forget it, it's seen. Chinatown, forget it, I forget the person's name. Forget it, forget it, it's Chinatown. Forget it, Jack Nicholson, it's Chinatown. Yeah, I'm sure they said the whole actor's yeah, yeah, name. probably. I don't remember what it's it is. It's very strange, it's not the character's name, but they just said... Forget yeah. it, Jack Nelson. They weren't a very good... They got fired. They <laughs> never had... We're in another movie. That's why it's such an iconic line, is because everyone's just like, what? They kept that in? They... All right. Poor editing. Jake. Jake. That's his name. Forget it, Jake. That's so confusing. I know. That's basically his actual name. Basically. Do you think, oh, like... Oh, man. There's a whole lot of parallels with him, but you'd have to have seen Chinatown to understand what they are. Okay. So Martin's on the stakeout. He's in a giant van. Where did he get it? I'm assuming from, like, Donnie's surveillance guy. Okay. Because so, it's got all this surveillance equipment in it. So Niles goes and knocks really loudly on the van. Yeah. And finds yeah. out we find out that the doorman said where Martin was. Because mm-hmm. Martin went over there and said, I'm going on a stakeout. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not really hiding it very much. Yeah. yeah. And then also, I like, Niles is basically like, you know, I'm worried about you. I mm-hmm. brought you some clam chowder. Yeah. Because like the, his mom always brought uh, gave gave Martin some clam chowder when he went ice fishing, so mm-hmm. he thought he might want some. Yeah, his whole thing basically is like, I'm worried about you. I've always been worried about you. You know, I was worried when I was five years old. You know, mm-hmm. because my father was a cop, and yeah. and then we can just talk about the clam chowder, mm-hmm. which it's funny because Niles is like, I guess I'll just leave. You know, you seem fine, right? And like but Martin this is, is an important moment though. I think this is really important. This it idea is? that like. Like, we don't really hear about this much, but this idea that, like, Niles spent basically his entire life afraid for his father. Well, he has anxiety. Yeah, but also, <laughs> like, I get it. Like, it's a legitimately dangerous job. Yeah. And especially because, like, in the end, the whole reason Martin stops is because he got shot. Like, he actually, like, the thing Niles spent his entire life worrying was going to happen, happened. He got shot. He just was lucky enough to not actually die from it. I mean, yeah, that's true. But, so, like, I think this is an important, like, because clearly he's never really brought it up because it's, which implies that it's been. Well, of course they didn't bring it up because they never have emotional conversations like this. Which is why I think this is important. And I didn't want to, like, gloss past it. Yeah, and I was glossing past it because I just want to talk about this clam chowder. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, we can talk about the clam chowder. No, I'm done. No, what? That doesn't make any sense. Talk I'm about the clam chowder. I don't. Talk about whatever, Jack Nicholson. No, I just think it's funny that he's like, no, you should stay with me. Let's share this clam chowder. Mm-hmm. Which I love Martin's reaction, which is, oh, this is actually clam chowder. Yeah, yeah. I thought it would be, you know, Irish whiskey and coffee. Yeah, yeah. Because that's what he really got. They just always called it uh, clam chowder and in then, front of the kids. And, and then I love that Niles is like, oh, is that why you're so mad when I the, crumbled the oyster crackers in your thermos that one time? <laughs> oh, man. That would be that'd be so bad. That would be so bad. Just like, would just some, like, like go to the bottom. whiskey and coffee with some like just crumbed up like oyster crackers. All Yum. In Yummy. Also, I, you just don't put, yeah, you, you don't put oyster crackers in that early. You put it in when you're about to eat it. Otherwise, it's just like a cloud of of cracker dust. Just it's not even dust. It just is in there. Mm-hmm. And it's all soggy. But that's already what clam chowder is anyways. It's just this thick soup. Man, I haven't had clam chowder in a long time. I used to eat a lot of clam chowder. I always think of like Howard Johnson mm-hmm. restaurants yeah. when I think of clam chowder because my mom would get clam chowder there. Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, we would go there. I mean, or maybe it's like called like Ponderosa or something. There's the some restaurant? restaurant called Ponderosa. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know like anything got, about Ponderosa. I don't know either. I don't know because I was so little. Mm-hmm. But she would get clam chowder and I just like the little crackers. Uh-huh. I don't think I ever liked clam chowder as a kid. Yeah, I was super into it. When I was living here for a long time, I used to always get it in, the, in like a bread bowl. There's a place I always go that my friends hung out a lot. And I would just get, get it in a bread bowl. Did you eat the whole bread bowl? Yeah, I did. Oh, yeah, I yikes. Did. Man, look, I was, a, I was a guy in my early 20s. I could eat a bread bowl full of clam chowder like it wasn't nothing. Then I'd go dancing. You went dancing? Yeah. Yeah, out in the middle of Harvard Square, dance all night after eating a bowl of clam chowder and a bread bowl and eating the entire bread bowl. Oh, yeah. It's great to be in your early 20s. How how are you not cramped up? It's great to be in your early 20s. I I think I was cramped up in my early yeah. 20s. Nah, nah, it was a great, it was a great time. Now I'm just grumped up. <laughs> uh, if anyone listening to this is in the early 20s, enjoy it. Enjoy it. <laughs> You can't because Enjoy. You, you can't. Because whatever, Some whatever world is collapsing. Whatever is trashes that you're putting in your body today, that like you just like this is great. Ten years from now, you're gonna be like everything hurts when I eat these things. It's wonderful. It's a wonderful time. <laughs> anyway, so back to Roz's hotel room. Everybody struck out. Everybody struck I love out. that Fraser just got a hug. Good night. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we find out like he was talking to Rita and yeah. but. So who Fraser was talking to and who Roz was talking to end up kind of talking to each other and they yeah. find out about their shared love of tango, mm-hmm. specifically tango music, which I find interesting. It's not there. It's not a love of doing the tango. It's specifically that they love the tango music, which I think is very interesting. I don't think I even know what tango music is. The thing is, when I hear tango music, they they refer to it like it's a genre, but in my head, it's. You know, that song that they always play when people do the tango on shows? It's got to be more than one. Right, I'm sure. But there's one song that... What's the difference like, between tango music and salsa music? Oh, they're very different. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, yeah. Definitely very different in terms of like... 
tempo and rhythm and all that stuff. That's what Frazier is saying, basically, like, regardless of what happened, he thought Roz was the most attractive woman down there. And then Roz is like, oh, you look so hot in your new beard. Yeah. Did people say people were hot at this point? I guess they oh, did. Yeah. That must they have did. been when it started, because I don't remember that happening. No, it definitely happened. It seems surprising to hear Roz say it to Frazier. Yeah, I think that's it. Like, I could definitely see her saying that, like, he looked very handsome. I don't think I was calling people hot at this age. Well, no. But I could see her saying, like, he look, it makes him look very handsome or rugged or, like, attractive. It leads all kinds of words I could imagine Looks her like using. Looks like you haven't shaved in three days. Yeah. yeah. I just can't imagine her calling him hot because of it. But I guess, I mean, she did. So whatever. It happened. But it just feels, it feels odd. It feels off, I guess. This is when the hotel, okay, how late is it now? Because the hotel, the person knocks on the door mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, to apologize for like our goof up for yeah. not having a room for you, here's like some champagne on the yeah. house. And and they're, they're both excited. Oh, we're going to have the best time. We're probably having the best time here. Mm-hmm. And that's when the tango music starts from yeah. who knows where. Well, they both look up at the ceiling. So it yeah. makes it seem like the, Rita or the ksgy news guy is in the room above them yeah well okay so you asked what time it is i would say 10 maybe well so anytime i've got any of the conferences i've been to these receptions mm-hmm. usually start at like six they go like six to eight and mm-hmm. then there's like usually some sort of after thing that goes like that people so it could go be to. like eight o'clock it could be eight it could be as i could see it being as late as 10 but like i wouldn't be surprised if it's still only like eight and they basically just they struck out with the people they were interested in. Everybody else is already paired up, so they've just given up and come back upstairs. Mm-hmm. So it still seems a little late to be bringing some champagne, but maybe they knew about the conference. If they know about the conference, they might know when the reception's happening. Because, mm. like, again, the hotels are usually involved in setting up the reception stuff. They might have bartenders working it, so they mm-hmm. know what the schedule is. Mm-hmm. So they might know when it's a good, t- an okay time to bring up some champagne. Or some champers. As as Fraser calls it, have some champers. Uh, yep, that's what you always call it too. When mm-hmm. we have that, mm-hmm. all the champagne that we drink. Oh yeah, all the time. I'm not even sure that we've ever had it. We've had sparkling wine. Nothing we have had sparkling wine. I don't know that anything we've and had. And I want to say the sparkling wine we have was really like four bucks. Oh, we've had some slightly better, but oh, okay, eight. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So it's. By the way, I just want to say it's, this: this guy that comes up and brings up the champagne, I thought he looked vaguely. Familiar, I thought he looked familiar too. But then I realized what I thought was familiar was actually his voice more than his face, and I realized that's because he's a voice in the "You Don't Know Jack" games. What? Yeah, he does a voice, and if you listen to it now, if you listen to him talking now, I think you'll hear it. You'll be like. That I don't, I totally know this voice. Yeah, because there was something that seemed really familiar about him too. Maybe it was the voice. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay, so now we're back at the stakeout. Mm-hmm. Niles is playing with these headphones where mm-hmm. he's listening in yeah. to someone brushing their teeth. Yeah, because he's got a shotgun mic. Yeah, I didn't know totally what that was. Yeah, you can. So the one place where you're most likely to actually see these is if you ever see the people along the sides of the sidelines at a football game, like near the like photographer guys, you'll see people with these big like dome things with like a mic sticking out in the middle of it. And they've got like headphones on. That's how you can sometimes hear what they're saying on the field. Why do they want to do that? Because it adds a specific sort of like noise because... If you're watching a football game, you want to hear the quarterback yelling stuff out more than you want to hear just a constant. 
of the crowd just sort of wow i didn't know a bunch of demons were in the audience (laughs) it's it's just generally better ambient sound actually gets something from the players Mm. like crashing into each other than just my favorite thing about watching hockey online is just hear the little skates Mm -hmm. skate noise Mm -hmm. but again that's how you get that because the crowd like they have little microphones on their skates (laughs) right if you have a, an enclosed, especially in a hockey game, if you have an enclosed area with like th- like 20,000 people, you're not going to hear skates on ice if you just put a microphone in there to pick up ambient noise. You have to have a specific micro- type of microphone that focuses on hearing the players. And mm. so you use a shotgun mic to get that because it's a very focused... Would you use this on a stakeout, though? Oh, absolutely. Because that's how you pick up people like, I, okay. real far away. So I love that like N- Niles is using this, but talking really loudly because he yeah. can't hear himself because he has headphones on. Right. And then Martin's just telling him to be quiet. Mm-hmm. But he loves, he's just listening to a dude brush his teeth. Like, which sounds like that's my nightmare. That sounds terrible. I don't know. You already listen. do that anyways. <laughs> I hate the sound of it. I specifically hate the sound of someone flossing. He's very excited to hear someone floss. And I hate that sound. It, like, what do you hate about it? It's. I don't know. There's just... I don't want to make you uncomfortable. No. So for a, a lot of my life, I was uncomfortable with flossing because I was uncomfortable with the idea of like something between like purposely putting something between my teeth and my gums like that. Like it, it felt like I was going to do something really damaging to them that I mm-hmm. couldn't do. And, it, and I know it's an irrational thing. I knew that like dentists wouldn't tell you to do this if you could like do something really terrible to your teeth just by flossing you know so but like i just couldn't get past this idea that i was going to and so when i hear someone flossing especially if it like it does that little like click when it like comes out of your teeth you know Mm -hmm. that sound it feels to me like it's catching on something and it is but it's just catching on like the the tight part between like ends of your teeth but like it feels like it's pulling on them and like in a way that like oh you would hate my teeth (laughs) my teeth would be a nightmare for you (laughs) i don't know so it just like it it makes me uncomfortable to hear someone floss then we hear niles's like whole thing about you know are you sure you want to like meddle in these the relationship Mm -hmm. of these people once he gets um martin to he does try to get martin to like use the like shotgun mic and it doesn't he he ends up honking the horn, <laughs> yeah. and which would have been really super loud. Yeah, it would. Yep. Um, and then he just says, you know, like stop goofing off. This is like a job. Yeah, you have something to do. We talk. Then he ends up talking about the like things in the clam chowder. Yeah. Well, first, but he before he, he does talks, talk about the meddling. He talks yeah. about he's trying to. He's basically like, as a psychiatrist, I hear these people that have, you know, somebody has an affair and some mistake, and then yeah. they get back together and like you don't know what's happening with these people and you might be ruining any chance they have of getting back together right i would say at this point this the the wife has already gone to donnie this is already like divorce proceedings this is not them trying to figure out what's going on this is her trying to secure a portion of his like you know uh his money because th- his, they are his getting dumpster a di- royalty right. money his right. dumpster royalties right uh because they are getting divorced mm. so i like i get what niles is saying like if this was i vaguely suspect that my husband might be cheating i'm trying to find out if he is if he is then obviously we should end it and that's one thing this is 
we are getting a divorce. I'm trying to prove that he's cheating, which is the reason we are definitely getting a divorce, so that I can get my fair share of his money, basically. So I, well, I totally get what Niles is saying. That's not where this relationship is. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, I definitely think it's possible to save a relationship if somebody cheats, but... Yeah, That's I not think what's that depends here. the reason. It depends yeah. the reasons and what's happening. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of factors in that. And then you know he's talking about like the clam chowder and how, why it had grass clippings in it, uh-huh. which is lemongrass. Which you know this is very Chef Andre has gotten yeah. like kudos for this recipe, this yeah. clam chowder recipe, and I love that his um martin's like well the kudos were the little brown little brown chewy things i put them in the ashtray uh-huh i'm very, what are those i don't know because here's the thing the only thing i could think of is kind of being brown chewy things in clam chatter are or the clams clams so i don't know what he's talking about it's in the this clams he's not like clam chatter <laughs> so but there's also, yeah there's this whole moral thing and i love when he uh nile starts talking about this that martin says that bappity bappity bap yeah yeah which just sounds like i'm talking about uh eddie playing with the the bubble the bubble wrap oh the poppity pop pop. like bappity bap bap yep well he almost gets the picture he does yeah yeah but then he's really going on like niles is like are you sure you want to do this yeah he could be about to reconcile with his wife he could be this could be the moment when he's deciding it's over you could be ruining that you could ruin the whole thing with a single click then, of a camera and guess what well so many clicks niles was already worried about his mercedes in this terrible neighborhood uh-huh. and these these people get into their car and back into his mercedes yeah. and then he's like you know what start taking those photos yeah, yeah. i don't care anymore yeah yeah I love that, like, yeah, he 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 definitely wants to stop him from, like, taking the picture that might ruin the marriage. But as soon as he does okay, that. Okay, I'm sorry. I don't care how moral person. If someone's, like, $700 for a photo of that, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was just I was just talking up here, like, a Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> I was just talking yeah. about this and then. Mm-hmm. But I just. if someone So was, you're saying if somebody wants to spend $700 a month on Patreon, you'll take a picture of of. Oh, someone you'll be a private detective for that person no because that's what it sounds like you're suggesting no that's no, a perk that you're no, off no 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 i was talking about on the like earlier bit a little about mm. how i don't really care about money so like it's really funny i mean oh. there's more up to that yeah, yeah, argument yeah. it's not like i don't really care about money but if you're a patron on patreon then you'll you could hear what I'm talking about. Yeah. But I just think it was funny to say that in that context. But no, I just think he's getting a lot of money to take this picture. And like yeah. he's being hired as the stakeout right. cop, essentially, right. to take this picture. Just do it. Right. Like who? Like I get I get Niles's point. Like I totally mm. understand and get it. But I'm also like, eh, Martin said he would do the job. He should just do it. Yeah. Yeah. Because the thing is like this not doing it. Not only does Martin not get the money, but also, like, this is damaging to Donnie's, like, case, which damages Donnie's career. It's, like, it's not, like, all of this is, like, he made a decision. If he hadn't done that, Donnie could have gone and gotten somebody else and not messed up this case. Like, there's a whole lot. I mean, there like, could be other opportunities, too. It's going to affect the, the wife. 
because like if if Martin's right and this guy's just a like jerk, it could affect like the wife, like what the wife's settlement is in the divorce. Because like if it doesn't stop the divorce from happening, then basically she's just gonna end up getting less also, because he's a jerk. Also, it's kind of crazy that anyone can like take your picture when you're in public like that. Yeah, I mean, how is this any different than like paparazzi? It's not really. No, but that's also legal. Not necessarily right, but it's. Well, I know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this isn't really what Niles was arguing right, there, right. but I mean, I follow somebody that does street photography in New York, mm-hmm. though I think they lo- take a lot of photos on the subway, which mm-hmm. I don't know as far as it being public transit. Yes. Yeah. I don't, I don't really know if you can take photos. So I know here in Boston, you can. Well, you couldn't for a really long time. They didn't want you to take photos of the trains or in the train stations. So the rule technically... For a long time, yeah. it was like that. And then, But I think it's also... That was like 10 years ago when they changed but that. But actually, so they, the thing is they used to have the rule written one way, but they would enforce it a different way. Mm-hmm. The way the rule was written was actually that you couldn't take pictures that showed the, the MBTA in the negative light. Mm. So you couldn't take pictures of like bad things happening, basically, that were like caused by the MBTA, which doesn't mean you couldn't. But but then they would basically enforce that by trying to stop everybody from taking pictures, because the idea is like you couldn't know why they were taking the picture. And so therefore you had to you could assume that it might be for that, which Mm -hmm. is probably just because the MBTA is generally pretty awful. And so if somebody's taking a picture in there, it's going to show something bad about them. But that used to be how it went and they stopped enforcing it that way and they started being much more like understanding that people everybody's got a f- camera in their pocket at all times mm-hmm. and like the idea of no, trying I to just stop think, everyone for taking pictures I just think pictures like ridiculous. it's kind of weirdly invasive. Oh sure, it is. Like it yeah. brings up a lot of uh, conversations about that. Like yeah. this person is definitely like taken like been outside and like taken a picture of like a building of these people like in a window and people were like, is this appropriate? Oh, see, the thing is, if that's a They're standing by the window. They're standing by the window, and he's taking a picture of the building. He's, his argument is that they were by the window. It's fair. I think it depends in that situation whether the focus of the picture is the person inside or if the focus of the picture is the building that happened to accidentally catch someone inside. I think a lot of that comes to... Mm, I'm, I'm sure it was the people... Right, right. I'm saying, like, sort of in general. Like, it depends on... I think the intent depends depends a lot. But, I mean, I've definitely taken a picture of a building where, like, I've seen, like, s- someone was reading in the window, and I definitely was, like... So, right. I've definitely done the same thing, so... Right. But you were taking a picture of a public space, and a person was... Well, that person from- was also in a public space. It's, it's yeah. the same converse... It's the same thing. The only reason why it was actually a big deal was that these people were nude. Uh-huh. They were, like, models, I believe. Mm-hmm. And, like, I mean, it was edited because it's on Instagram. Right. And so people were, like, well, blah, blah, blah. But it, I also think, like, in a lot of ways, like, if they were clothed, would people have the same argument? Right. Or, and I think it's... But it's a very interesting, conver- like, a conversation and thinking... Because mm-hmm. I've definitely been walking down, like, outside, like, by the common, and you end up in a lot of tourist photos, but there's street photographers out there, and I'll be just crossing the street, and I'm like, that person just took a photo of me. Mm-hmm. Also, that one time that I was on the train, and that person just took a photo of yeah. me. Yeah, that, 
is super that was super creepy yeah that that dude was being incredibly creepy and like that's that's the whole thing it's like maybe i would have known a, if they didn't have a flash on yeah well maybe like there's like there's illegal and then there's unethical and he was definitely being unethical so i think this is an interesting argument is basically what i'm making is that like obviously there is an ethical like niles is saying there's an ethical thing but also but i would argue he because the guy he's taking the picture of is actually being more unethical yeah than martin but who's at the who is that to decide the judge yikes all right let's yeah. move on uh-huh. okay like two ships sinking in the night kind of mm-hmm. like this podcast <laughs> okay so because ra- everybody ships us it's uh, already happening it's already uh, happening. i'm the titanic oh this so i know that's not what this means but this is interesting because in a way people definitely you know there are people who ship Roz and brazier yeah so in a way this is in kind of a ship sinking in the night i never even heard that term until like fairly recently yeah me neither that, no, i, don't I mean think like that's what this recently means. i would say like the last six years or so yeah i don't think that's what this means means but now it ha- kind of has a double yeah meaning. yeah so Roz and fraser are like drinking champagne together yeah. they're talking about their longest relationship so Roz is talking about ted yeah you know 88 to 90 and then uh-huh. no 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 it was derek 89 to 92 <laughs> yeah yeah and yeah. like you know, there's some crossover there. Yeah, a little bit of overlap, a little bit of overlap, but it's a transition. For Roz, it was just a transition. It's not an overlap. It's just, you know, sometimes it's like when you start wearing your spring clothes, but you still got your winter wear too. Like, you know, it just happens. It just moves on. <laughs> For like a year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then we find out that lilith was fraser's longest yeah but romantic he's been, relationship but he's been friends with ross for seven years yeah how long were lilith and fraser together not only like really six? that long not that long that's I don't know. crazy because dave and i have been together for 14 years mm-hmm. which i think i mean that's a long time yeah but also also i just don't think it's that big of a deal i guess I mean, the thing is, I don't know. We know very few people. I don't know if we know anyone who's been together as long as we I have. I think we have, like, no one person. Well, yeah. I mean, okay. We may have no maybe one couple our age that's been together as long as us. But that's pretty atypical. And, like, we know people that are in long-term relationships. Ours are is very long for the people that in our particular, like, friend group and, like, age range and things like that. So, like, for, like, yeah, Frasier and Lilith were, it was pretty short, but that's because it's also a sitcom, and sitcom relationships, especially about major characters like this, can't last for very long, it feels like, because then you need, you don't have, like, that's where the conflict ends up coming from. I mean, that's true. It's, um, it's like how, like, George Costanza is supposed to be this, like, you know, nerdy schlub that no women ever want to be with, but he's with a ridiculous number of people over the span of the show Seinfeld, you know, like, because, like, no real, real people don't actually usually end up sleeping with that many people, but he does because while saying he's unsuccessful with women, which, I mean, he is in a lot I of mean, ways. I mean, a serial monogamist, essentially, right. like, serial dater. Right. I mean, there that is fairly un. I mean, you can have that can be unsuccessful, right? Because right. like you're just dating a stream of people without actually having 
a commitment. That's a, right. that's the thing is just like when people talk about commitment issues, which is just kind of a thing thrown around. Right. Just because you date somebody for like six months, eight months, a year or something, and then break up and then date somebody else like four months later, mm-hmm. it, that's also somewhat long term. That doesn't mean like you're actually committing to them. Sure. Either. Yeah. 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 What, uh, what I mean is like there's a lot of people on sitcoms that act like no one's interested in them. No one's attracted to them. They're, they're ne- not seeing anyone. Yeah, but like, it's weird because the dating is so part of the show. Like, they right. end up dating so many people. And right. it's like, most people do not date that often. Right. It, well, it's like we said. He acts like it's been a super long take, time. Okay. But it, he was just with the... Like, it takes a lot of time, uh-huh. energy, and yeah. money to go on dates with people. Yeah. And then, and then, like, it ends up being really disappointing if you go out a few dates and then that doesn't work out. And then you meet someone else and you go out a few times and it doesn't work out. Like, right. it just takes a toll on you, like, emotionally. Yeah. And I think, like, that's why people don't date, like, in a sitcom right. like that. Like, they don't date like that because it's right. just, like, hard. Yeah. The thing is, like, if people dated the way that Frasier does or, like, most sitcom characters do, they're essentially raws. They're, like happily just having like brief flings with people yeah which is fine which is fine yeah but like that they act as if like they're not they they don't nobody's interested in them but it's like if you date it as frequently as someone like george costanza does you know to keep going back to him you're basically just somebody who likes to have flings with lots of people and that's what you're known for yeah because that's what you do anyway yeah, uh, and it, to to complain like being like, oh, no one really likes me, and it's just like, no, it seems like that's you're yeah, doing that on purpose. Yeah, you're. Yeah, yeah, it's a thing. It has to be a thing that you're doing if that's what's happening. Yeah, because lots of people are interested in you. Yeah. Then we hear about Roz's spontaneous purchase, much mm-hmm. like you know Fraser's spontaneous beard. Yeah, where it's yeah. Fraser, but not really Fraser. Right. Yeah. Um, Roz had an idea for this weekend. She she got a blonde wig. She did. What do you think about this blonde wig? I think this looks similar to the wig we bought at Spirit Halloween when <laughs> you ha- wore that Heidi Klum costume when we were doing like the Project Runway Heidi Klum Tim Gunn costume that we did that one year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this because this is shiny like a costume wig, not like a thing a person wears like to look like they just have blonde hair. Yeah, uh, and also. But this, I think she does look good as a blonde. See, I feel like this doesn't work for her. I liked it. And and like it's subjective. Like that's the thing. But the whole this whole thing is supposed to be that like I think men you like, like I don't think you like blonde, so I actually don't have that kind of a bias is the thing. I like who I like. I never hear about men that like blondes, but men that like redheads is definitely a thing. Yeah, that that is definitely a thing. I like that's the thing. I like who I like. I, think, I find there I are... feel like there's tendencies of like people I think that are attractive mm-hmm. and I can find like similarities between like different people. Mm-hmm. But it's not it's not always like, oh, that's a thing that right. like it doesn't always have to be a thing. You might not even realize like you're doing it. Right. Like the thing is, I actually like the way you look when we bleach your hair and it's before we actually add the dye to it. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean I am I prefer it to you. That's having... because you like Spike from Buffy. <laughs> it's that's the only way to describe uh-huh. that. That's definitely. I look like one of the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, so this is where, like, 
we get raws but not raws yeah yeah we're talking about surrendering to impulse, mm-hmm. yeah, doing things real. you shouldn't do. Okay, so I was having, I think I was talking about this on the stream or like in the car with you or something uh-huh. where I was talking about being little when mm-hmm. I was a kid and when I learned all the curse words. Uh-huh. Yeah, and yeah. I would go in the yard and I, I would just say. I know why you're not sure. I, just real quick. I know why you're not sure if it was on the stream or when we were in the car. It was when I was driving a car on stream. That's why. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Go on. But I, you know, there was something about your, I was saying these curse words, which I know would get me in trouble. Right. But it was so like freeing to do uh-huh. this. So this is the same. I feel like as you're an adult, you're still trying to look for this. I'm doing this bad thing, but not mm-hmm. really bad. And I think that's why right. you always hear like when people are like spice up your relationship and do this role play. Right. So you're role playing. It's not that you want to necessarily be with someone that's different. Right. You're trying to introduce this sort of different, just mm-hmm. something that's just a little different than usual because it right. makes you feel like you're doing this bad thing you shouldn't be doing right. and because I, I don't i don't know i'm not like i don't study psychology i'm sure right. there's like an actual reason why people are drawn to s- different like different people and like mm-hmm. different like scenario it's not even like people it's just like oh why not i'll go to this store mm-hmm. instead of this store i always go to it's just right. something new they want yeah. it's like kind of like this new experience it's it doesn't even have to be you know, because you hear like people like cheat for this reason. Right. But it doesn't even have to be something that extreme. Like right. you just go to a different grocery store. You start doing a new hobby. Right. You go you go to a book. You start going to book club. Right. Well, yeah. And also, I guess specifically with like Frasier and Roz, but then also the kind of trying to like mm-hmm. spice up a relationship kind of thing. I think it's that like there, I'm definitely like there's like i'm friends with I, I tend to make friends with women pretty easily right and like at a certain point it's like i would even though i you know i am attracted to women they're my friend i'm not into them you know and like that's not well yeah, you have that boundary right. between you it's, it's not it's not that thing, romantic and i wouldn't be like there would never be a scenario where i would want to be with that person because like that's that's just not in it's not even in my head like mm-hmm. it would never be but that doesn't mean they don't have a lot of the qualities that I would be attracted to mm-hmm. in a woman. And so if I suddenly met someone very similar to them, mm-hmm. but wasn't them, I could see that clicking because I feel so comfortable with who they are. Mm-hmm. So I think this idea that like, and so like I might be attracted to that person who's very similar to my friend who I would never be because that boundary has already mm-hmm. happened. So I feel like that's what I, is happening here where like Frasier plus a beard is suddenly like, this person Roz knows really well, is really comfortable mm-hmm. with and likes. And but like it isn't Frasier, mm-hmm. but it's a familiar face. Like it fe- so it feels comfortable. It, it's a, so it, I feel like it would be attractive in that way. Mm-hmm. In that like it's something I'm comfortable with. Uh, it's feels like a person that I know pretty well. But they're being flirty with me, which mm-hmm. Frasier never is. So like that's different, you know. Mm-hmm. And and like Roz also with the blonde wig. It's so not who Roz is Mm -hmm. that it's like oh again it's the face I'm comfortable with but it's being flirty with me it's Mm -hmm. they're definitely a different person you know in that way but like with a lot of the qualities that I Mm -hmm. do like so I get how this could happen and I feel like that's the similar thing what you were talking about where you role play to like you know where it's sort of like 
if you've been in a relationship with someone for a really long time to the point where they're as much your close friend as they are your like you know romantic partner mm-hmm. then the role playing thing sort of breaks that the 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 very familiar person mm-hmm. while keeping all the things you were attracted to when you first started seeing them mm-hmm. so i think that's i like I, I feel like that's where like a lot of that comes from yeah so. um and this is definitely hap- like oh it's there like this is a hundred percent. They're gonna kiss. Definitely going to kiss. Like this is not. There, neither of them is hesitating. Well, at this too point. bad because Kenny's out the door. Yeah. Kenny. Kenny. Kenny got lost on storm. There's mm-hmm. no rooms. Kenny crash here. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, like, I'm gonna say, probably the best thing that could happen for Ra- for Roz and Fraser is Kenny probably crashing at this moment because something tells me they would not be able to handle that happening. Oh yeah, it would make things weird. Yeah, but. But it was definitely going to happen. Right. But yeah, he's got to stay. And the thing is, like, even when he's there, it seems like they're they're still considering some things. They're like trying to figure some things out. Like they got well, these, there's this really whole moment. Look. They oh, have yeah. this moment. Mm-hmm. And like Kenny's going to change. He's like immediately in his pajamas yeah. with his breathe right strip. Yeah. But and it's what he's saying off screen that's important, I think. Which is? Because he was like, he's off, off camera while they're having this long look, right? Mm-hmm. Saying... He got lost on the way there. He took a wrong turn. And the last thing you want to do in these dark woods mm-hmm. is take a wrong turn. Well, and, and that's when they were like kind of give that look and they're like break off. And it's like. Okay. Well, okay. Before he goes in there, he does that, say that thing to Fraser, which yeah. is like, be careful, doc. You'll, you'll get or be careful to Roz. Yeah, like, yeah. Be careful. You'll get the doc all hot and bothered, uh-huh. which I think is actually kind of a gross comment. Yeah. Because it is. Yeah. it's policing how she looks. Yeah. But also, like yeah, he one, couldn't, like Fraser couldn't control his impulses. Yeah, and if he couldn't, that would be Roz's fault for wearing a blonde wig, which yeah. is also, yeah, yeah, kind of gross. But also, it's like it's funny because Kenny is so oblivious because he's oblivious about everything. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like he's such so oblivious about everything because whenever we said it very recently, whenever Fraser tries to be subtle about something, he thinks it's the exact opposite. He walks in on this situation, which is absolutely Roz and Fraser about to get down and making jokes about it because it's obviously not what's going to happen. Right? It's like, no, that man, that was definitely what's about. Well, to happen. I love the Fra- uh, like Roz is like I'll sleep on the couch mm-hmm. because I don't think she trusts herself to be in the bed with Fraser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I love that. <laughs> Kenny's just like I was drinking coffee the whole time and just so wired immediately falls asleep yeah, and then yeah. takes all the covers yeah he has just enough time to roll over and take the covers and then he's and out. then that's kind of like the end scene mm-hmm. and snoring immediately because that strip doesn't do a thing for him right I feel like this also 2000 writer on when you started seeing commercials for these strips yeah I was thinking about that too yeah Fraser's trying to get that blanket back yeah, like yeah. at the end and mm-hmm. like he ends up taking out the breathe right strip well, no, by no. accident I think I don't think he's actually trying to take the blanket pack. I oh. think he's trying to find the breathe right strip because Kenny doesn't have it oh. on. So he's searching the blankets. He's trying to look around in the blankets to find the breathe right strip and he finds it on his arm and he has to like peel it off. And it's clear. It's funny because it's like clearly stuck so hard that it hurts when Fraser takes it uh-huh. off. But when he goes to put it on Kenny's nose, it won't stay. And so like it's clear. It's obviously just not working. So yeah. Yeah. None of it's working except Kenny's prediction. That he's a roller, because he rolls. Rolls over, puts his arm on Fraser. It's the most most affection Fraser's getting on this trip, I guess. It's a shame. 
I'm I'm sad that we don't get more of the like Martin and Niles. Yeah. But like I wanted the end scene to be them. Yeah. But at the same time, I feel like that story was done. I know. Like I don't know what else was like I agree because I think I agree that I like the uh especially the like more personal stuff between mm-hmm. them about it. But I also don't know what else it okay. might have been. So drinks, I guess. Well, before we go I'm, oh. I'm curious though. Like because do okay. I ship it? Yeah. No. Not at all. No. You know my ship and Stephanie and Ross. Well, of course. Yes. Yes. But sort of secondarily, saying we assume no. Stephanie and Ross isn't a thing. No, because I just think it's like the thing that people always want, and mm-hmm. I want Roz. I don't think Roz is going to be happy with Fraser. They're very good friends. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, which is not to say they they couldn't sleep together. Right. Okay. I guess that's more what I'm thinking. Because I agree. They shouldn't be permanent monogamous relationship between the two of them doesn't make sense. Like. Yeah. If they hooked up or whatever. Okay. Semi-regularly. What if that was just, it became a thing. Like they've got affection for each other. I feel like Fraser wouldn't be able to handle it. Yeah. I think he wouldn't be able, he would be like bulldog. Yeah, he'd be weird about it. You're he, right. He would get weird about it because he would develop feelings mm-hmm. and Roz would be like, no, I don't really, yeah. I'm not, I, I, let, I care about you, but I don't care about yeah. you in the way that you care about me. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Fraser would definitely catch feelings. So yeah, that wouldn't work. Catch feelings. He'd catch feelings. Oh. Exactly. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I don't no. think there's anything wrong with that. But when you have an established it, yeah. thing, it's just, which is not to say there shouldn't be a conversation about it, right? They can have right. a conversation about it. Right. But I don't, I never see them as a couple because yeah. that Roz isn't the kind of person that Frazier ends up wanting. He marries Lilith for a reason, right? Yeah. Because of the intellectualness that mm-hmm. he, she provides him. And he needs that. Right. I guess, yeah. That's why I, he hangs out with Niles all the time. Yeah, honestly, I guess I feel like it more, it almost more made sense when it seemed like Roz and Niles might have a thing briefly. Remember there was that episode out the cabin? Oh, mm-hmm. And I was like, I feel like that fit almost fits better. Well, Roz is sort of weirdly his type in the way that... Yeah, I was going to say, you mean could, Niles a freak? Because Niles kind of a freak? Well... We, yes but i also meant that like he seems to like women that are more dominant than him and i feel like Roz would be in charge yeah, that's what i said so uh... <laughs> but like in a in a good in a oh, good yeah. way as opposed to like a manipulative way oh yeah no absolutely in a in a way that niles would basically be thanking her for finally helping him understand how so um <laughs> Okay, so drinks. Let's talk about drinks now. There was uh, some Irish whiskey with coffee and oyster crackers, uh, <laughs> uh, the champers, and all the coffee that Kenny was drinking on the way to the hotel. What about clam chowder? They had to drink it. Well, I guess they did drink the clam chowder, I suppose. I mean, grass and clam chowder is just... <laughs> No. Well, it's funny because um, Niles is so upset that he referred to that as grass clippings, but like, it is... It's lemongrass clippings. I think it works in some things, but I don't really like lemongrass. I honestly don't have feelings about lemongrass. Mm. I never caught feelings about them. So, also, I'm assuming there's probably drinks at the reception, but we never really hear. There were the oh, also there were all the drinks that Fraser bought. Um, uh, a woman whose name I've now forgotten. Rita. Who, 
No, it wasn't Rita. It was a different woman who was arm wrestling people for drinks. Oh, yeah. And he, he, he ended up buying her like three, three because his elbow was in a wet spot. No, it wasn't, I'm pretty sure. No, it's because you just lost. So strong. Very strong. I probably wouldn't try the second time. Definitely not the third time. Like Definitely not the third. Once I tr- if I try to arm wrestle someone and they win, like I know they're stronger than me. Not I'm going to know. Yeah, probably not. No. They probably are just stronger than mm-hmm. me. Um, anyway, there's no callers in this episode, so let's rate it. I give it a three. Three brown chewy things. <laughs> okay. So you gave it three kudos? All right. I gave it 3.5 Ted and Derek's. Nice. Mm-hmm. So, Do you uh, think they ended up together? <laughs> I like to think so. Yeah. I like to think so. So, yeah, Charlie Hawk only wrote one other episode, as I said. Uh, we gave that one. Did which, you say Charlie Hawk? Well, it's H-A-U-C-K. I don't know how else I would pronounce it. Oh. Might be Hawk. I have no reason to believe it's one or the other. I so thought I'm it was a different one. name in the beginning for nope. some reason. Okay. That's what I said, which we, between us, gave a 4.85 on that episode. So this one's significantly lower. And he's only got the two. I didn't even think it was a bad yeah, episode. it was just fine. The thing is, this episode on imdb has like a 7.7 i think which means it's around what we were giving it so uh, yeah so i mean it's, it seems about what people think about it so uh, and that brings us to the section of the episode called we're listening where we respond to uh stuff that you send to us preferably on twitter at fraser podcast or gmail at fraserpod at gmail.com and we got a couple of tweets this week one from sean holland who said uh Diana's tall video game character's theory is mostly right, except what's up with Mario? He's the protagonist, yet Luigi's taller. Or does this mean Luigi's been the real protagonist this whole time? Oh. (laughs) Well, you always have one taller brother than the other, right? That's just how it is. It is, but it's interesting because, like, it's the Mario brothers, but Mario Mario is the short one. Yeah. Luigi Mario. No, it's it's good because then it shows that you can still do everything even when you're incredibly tiny. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. You can all still save the princesses. <laughs> That's true. It is true. But uh but your whole thing was that the protagonists tend to be very tall and he's not really. I know. It is fascinating. That's why he's Yoshi. Mm-hmm. But then he takes out his like Napoleon complex on Yoshi by just constantly punching him in the back of the head. Mm. That's how he gets little, Yoshi's tongue to come out. <sighs> I know it's sad. Speaking of sad, um, people should also follow our our friend's Twitter account, Sad underscore Luigi, because he he also responded to uh, what Sean had to say on that. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a very good Twitter. But uh, and then we got another tweet from. Ben, uh, Island Niles, uh, who wrote to us to say, uh, just in response, when we couldn't remember what the police force was in Hot Fuzz, it's the police service. Oh, police so, service. Duh. Yeah. Yeah. So thank, thank you. you. Thank you for filling us in on that. <laughs> We've seen that movie so many times, you would think we would remember it. But that one thing, I just didn't stick. Like, I don't know why. I can't remember what it was. Uh, anyway, did you have anything else you wanted to say in response to that? No. Or t- anything else? No, else? but now I'm starting to really think about video game protagonists, and maybe they're not Maybe they're not uh, all mostly tall. I think they are mostly tall. Okay. I think they are. Um, I'm all Team Mario now. 
I've always been a Luigi guy. Yeah, you are. <laughs> I think it's because, like, in the original game, like, it didn't matter at all. Mm-hmm. And so... Well, okay, I'm Team Toad. And Toad is tinier than true. Mario. True, that is very true. But he's definitely not the protagonist of most games. No, that's uh, true. But I think it might have to do with... the. the I might have always liked Luigi from the simple fact that, like... It was easier to just let my brother play first player and then play second player knowing it made no difference. Mm-hmm. So I always ended up playing as Luigi. Mm-hmm. And then in Super Mario 2, Luigi can, has like a charged up thing where he can jump really high. And I always like a character that can jump higher in a, in a jumpy game. Mm-hmm. So I just liked that. So I think I played a lot of Luigi. I liked, didn't the princess like float? She floated. I also did like, I like a good float. Because it's easier to line up your jumps. Mm-hmm. I'm not great at lining up. Also, just like a good root beer float. I also like that. Speaking of that, we should go. Mm-hmm. Get ourselves a root beer float. Yep. Add that to the drinks. So, with that, this has been episode 718, Hot Pursuit, and this is TGIF Arcade, wishing you all good mental health. Toss Salads and Scrambled Eggs is a production of TGIF Arcade. For more info about the show, find us at Fraser Podcast on Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook. You can also write to us at FraserPod at gmail.com. Diana is at SweetLime on Twitter, and I'm Slow Motion Walter just about everywhere on the internet. If you like the show and want to help us do more, you could consider making a small monthly donation at patreon.com slash TGIF Arcade. Thanks for listening. Go!